So this morning's class has been generously sponsored. Le'elui Nishmat Yosef Ben Rena Victoria. Joseph Major, Alava Shalom, by his family and his children. Be'ezrat Hashem. The class will be Le'elui Nishmato. Amen. Okay. We said last week, we ended off on Thursday, the words of the Ramhal are as follows. He said that the most critical area for success is a person that thinks before he does. That's called Bo Heshbon. Bo Heshbon means if you want to be successful in life, in the short and long term, You need to make hashbon. You need to you need to think before you do. So we end it off with the following line. He says, "Misheeno Moshel beYitzro." Someone who is a slave to his desires all types of desires, whether they're safe desires like eating and drinking, you could be a slave to that too, or they're dangerous desires, whether they're permitted desires or they're forbidden desires, all of them are in the category of the Yetzer, what he calls, a person who is a slave he makes a very, it sounds like a deep statement. Someone who is a slave to his desires, he says, Lo yasim atzmo le'olam. He will never be able to think. He says that a person who is a slave to his desires is not capable of the advice I just gave you. I just gave you advice for successful life. Simple advice, not complicated. Before you do something, think. Before you take on something, think about it. Go through it. Not complicated. At the end of the day, the mind is the light of the human. Hashem gave us, just like a person who lives in darkness, if he has a good flashlight, you could see ahead. Hashem gave every person a flashlight in his brain that he's able to walk through the darkness of life and see where he's going. Not complicated, very simple. Who could argue with that? But he says that a person who is a slave to his desires, which means that his desires predict what he will do, not the other way around. He doesn't eat when he decides to eat. He eats when his desires set in. And all his decisions in life are generally made through his desires. He says, that person is not capable of the advice I just gave you. So again, it says, Alken yomeruah moshelim. Those who are 
in control of their desires, they tell you, make sure before you do, you think. So he's explaining that the reason why they're the only one who can advise you to do this, how come only the, those who are in control of their desires are telling you you should think? So he's telling you because if you're not in control of your desires, you're not capable of thinking. That's what he says. And only those who have control over themselves, they don't just say every word that they want to say. They don't eat anything they want to eat just because they're hungry. They don't do anything unless they think ahead. Those are people in control. Those people, a person who's in control of his desires, is capable of thinking ahead of time. That's the rule. So on Thursday I asked you, why is that so? Why can't it be that I'm a person who's not in control of my desires, my desires control me, but I can think ahead. Why is that a, why is that a contradiction? Why can't I be a slave to my desires? But yet, I'm capable of thinking ahead. Why is that a contradiction? So, we gave an answer on Thursday. I don't know if you remember the answer. So I think we said that part of your desires is not to think. Because thinking requires effort. And part of the desires is to be lazy. So again, the reason why a person who is a slave to their desires, will never be able to think, is because part of the desires of a person is not to think. Laziness is part of our desires. By nature, we're not energetic. By nature, we like to do less. So thinking is doing more. So if you're a slave to your desire, you're never going to think. Simple answer. But today I'd like to give you a deeper answer. Want to hear a deeper answer? As you know, I'm sure you heard many times, there's the Yetzirah Tov and Yetzirah. There's the good inclination within us and there's the negative inclination with us. So how does that work? We have a negative side in us, a positive side in us. How do they work with each other? So some explain, actually most of the Rishonim explained that the way it works basically is that inside of us we have a natural inclination towards bed and we have another inclination, another voice that leads us to good. And these voices are fighting with each other and we have to try to take the side. Our mission in life is to listen to the good voice and not to the bad voice. Right, the good voice this morning told you, come on, get out of bed. Time to get up. You got to go pray. You got to learn. The negative, the Yesara says, come on. You don't need today. What are you? One more day. Depends who you are. Depends who you are. That's how much you'll deal with you. If you don't have any even thought of learning, yeah, you give him an easy job. But if even if you get excited about learning, it's okay, start tomorrow. It's not now. And he'll keep delaying you. You know this process. Right? 
Everybody knows this process. We're all very familiar with it. But this is the struggle that we have in life. Not just with waking up, but with everything. There's a voice telling us, come on, get up. Come on, do this. Don't do that. Stay away from that. There's another voice saying, what's the big deal? All right, you'll enjoy it. That's the way, that's the way most commentaries explain these two inner kohot that are within us. One koah is pulling you to kiddushah, to the good, and one is pulling you to the bed. And you and I have to make the decision of going with the right voice. Good. Others explain a little different. And perhaps it's the same explanation, but maybe on a deeper level. That the voice of the Yetzirah is the voice that tells you not to think. And the voice of the Yetzirah Tov is telling you to think. It's not so much that one is pulling you towards good and one is pulling you towards bad. It's that one wants you to use your brain and one doesn't want you to think. In essence, it's probably the same thing because really when you think, you're going to end up listening to the good. And when you don't think, you're naturally going to be pulled after the bed. So it's the same idea, but probably in a more, in a deeper understanding of how it works. So in essence, it comes out that the purpose of life is that you're going to be in situations every day, all day, and your challenge is, are you going to go through life thinking ahead or not thinking ahead. If you think ahead, then you're going to be doing great. If you don't think ahead, you're going to fall. That's why it's simple. Those who are slaves to their desires, so by definition, that means they don't think. So they can't think because that's the other side. Again, there are two types of people. Those who think, and therefore they end up being in control of their negative, of their desires. And there are those who don't think, and that's why they are slaves to their desires. So therefore a person who is a slave to his desires, by definition, is not able to think. So, so Charlie has brought up a good point. He said, what do you mean? People who are slaves to their desires, they don't think? Of course they think. Everybody thinks. So we addressed this a few weeks ago. When we think, when we say think, I told you there's two types of thinking. There's thinking that is your ally, and then there's thinking that's your enemy. Hashem gave us a gift called the human mind, where we get to think and see clarity. That's an assistant to take us through life successfully in every area of life. 
But that gift, like every gift in life, that gift can become an enemy. Every gift Hashem gives you, if you don't use it right, becomes your enemy. Not just Pav. Becomes your enemy. It's one of the... The human mind, the thinking, is a gift to lead us to the good of life. But if you don't use it right, it could lead you to all the bad things in life. When is thinking your enemy and when is thinking your assistant? Anyone? Mark? You don't, you don't hear me? I said, when is the thinking your assistant to help you? And when does your mind, your thinking, becomes your enemy? Nobody in the world doesn't think. We know that. That's what he's asking. Everyone thinks. Who doesn't think? A guy slave to his desires doesn't think. Of course he thinks. But he is not thinking as an assistant. His mind is an enemy. His thinking is his enemy, not his assistant. We said there are two areas inside a person. There is his mind, his logic, his thoughts, and there is his emotion. The emotion is what he connects to, what he loves. He loves this, doesn't love that. He's excited about this, not excited about that. He wants to do this, he doesn't want to do that. All that's called emotion. There is a department inside of us called the emotional part of us. That's the part of us that's connected to all the things that we like or disconnected from the things that we don't like. It's an emotion. We develop emotions from the time that we're little. Sometimes we develop emotions based on environment. Sometimes it just excites us for whatever reason. When the mind comes before the emotion, I mean, before you connect to something, you think first, then your mind is an ally. Like I told you, in the world of dating is an example. If you think before you date a girl, if she's the right person for you, you do your research ahead of time, then you make a decision. Let's say you decide, this is something good for me. Let's see if I can emotionally connect to that person, that's a beautiful way to live life. You first think, and then you let your emotions connect you. Then your mind and your thoughts are considered an ally. They're going to help you. Because before you're emotionally connected, now emotional could be through looks, emotional could be through money, Emotional could be through all types of things that emotionally you connect to. If you use your mind before you're emotionally connected, your mind will lead you to the right places. Because Hashem gave every person a mind that has capability of leading them to all the right decisions. Hashem did not put us in this world Without ammunition, that would be very silly and would be accusing the creator of the world of such a terrible evil 
that even a general in war would not do. A general in war would not send a soldier to an area if they didn't have the equipment to be able to survive. There's no way Hashem would send us into this world, in the world of darkness that we live in. Darkness doesn't mean it's dark out, but it means that very often we make bad decisions. Whenever you see people making bad decisions, it's because they're in darkness. Who wants to make bad decisions? Who wants to hurt themselves? But they're in darkness. When we made bad decisions in our lives, we were in darkness. Either we were ignorant or other reasons why we're in darkness. Hashem would not send us to a dark world without a light, without the ability to go through it and make all the right decisions. The mind is that light. If the mind comes before your emotion, your mind is an ally that lights up your life. It lights up your life in small decisions and major big decisions. Your mind comes first, it's your ally. But if your emotion is first, if your emotion is into something, let's say you're into being lazy, you're into a certain lifestyle, you're connected to certain things, or you're disconnected emotionally from certain things. Sometimes there are things we don't like. I don't like this. So once we develop a negative or positive connection emotionally, at this point, your mind becomes your enemy. Because your mind, all it will do is become the servant of your emotion. And you, your whole life, all you'll be doing in your mind is explaining why what you love is worthy of love, why what you don't love is not worthy of love. And all your life you'll be thinking, but you'll be thinking not to find what's good for you. You'll be thinking to justify all of your connections that you already have. This is the way the mind works. So yes, people think all the time. But how many people are thinking before they connect? Before they develop a connection to something? Before they get into sports? Before they fall in love with their team? Before that, they ask, wait, should I spend my life falling in love with this logo? You think before a person gets heavily connected to his football team or his baseball team or his basketball team, you think if they thought ahead of time, should this be a direction that I should be taking in my life? Should I get so into this that makes sense? Does it matter what these guys do? Should I be crying over them when they lose? Should I be in extreme jubilation when they... Should I spend hours and years of my life about people that don't care about me? People that hate me probably? Should I really invest my time in this? Right? Again, you got to do this before you love it. 
if you, you can't do this after you love it. Because after you love it, you'll say, of course, what are you talking about? It's the best thing in the world. Nothing better. What could be better than connecting to your team? And you'll give a thousand proofs why it's good for you, why it's going to help you in this world and the next world, how it's, it's, give, it's making your mind more at ease. It's, hey, Mark, how many, how many explanations do you have? Why it's such an important thing to be following your team. You understand? That's called post-emotion. Post-emotion, your mind is working for your emotion. It's working, but justifying your whole life and anything that you love, that's the way it works. But to work before emotion, which is generally not what's done, generally we don't work before emotion, right? That's not what happens. Hashem, in order to make this a real battle, the emotions of a person, like they just asked me, we fell in love with things or out of things before our mind even was mature. Because the emotion of a human sets in way before his mature mind sets in. That means already for 12, 13 years before the mind comes in. I'm not sure today if the mind comes in at 13. I think today bar mitzvah should be delayed till about 24, 25 but used to be at 13, people got mature. But until the mind matures, you have 13 years where the only things you're connected to are things that you're emotionally connected. So you start your life really behind the eight ball. You're starting your life already in the negative. And there's a reason for that. Because if Hashem gave us the ability to think First, it would be a no-brainer. It would be so obvious. Your whole life you would start thinking before you got into something. And then there will be no free choice. So in order to, for there to be free choice, Hashem puts the emotional part first. And now we have to make a decision to climb out of it and then lead our lives in that manner. So that's the answer to your question, Charlotte. Yes, most people, any, actually all people who are healthy think. But is their thinking post-emotion or pre-emotion? Pre-emotion is very, 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 we'll call it, not matsui. It's very uncommon that people think before they're emotionally connected very uncommon and if it's not being done that way it's not what we're talking about the Havot Levavot says that when you sit down to make a decision you have to imagine like you're sitting in a boardroom the boardroom is some in your brain and there's all different advisors say oh, do it don't do it Says the Havod Levavod that your, one of your most trusted advisors is the Yetzirah. He's right in the boardroom and he's advising you. Imagine that the 
Iranian Prime Minister would be in the boardroom of the Israeli cabinet deciding future, you know, future strategies. And they don't know he's from Iran. And they're sitting there and they're sharing and they're listening. Says the Yisra that one of our advisors in the boardroom when we make thought, when we decide, he is the Yisra. So Dave is asking, if the Yisra is sitting in your boardroom and you're using your mind to make decisions and he's advising you, so how are you supposed to know to differentiate if this is coming from the Yisra or coming from the Yisra top? How do you know if the voice that's telling you to do something or not to do something, how do you know which advisor it's coming from? Beautifully said, Dave. Actually, in reality, in reality, that's exactly what we're talking about. That when your mind comes before the emotion, your mind knows not to listen to the nonsense of the advisor. Because at the end of the day, the Yetzera, he advises nonsense. He advises silliness. He advises bad things for you. When you have a good mind, let's say I tell you, let's say, let's say you know something is poison. And someone tells you, come on, Dave, why don't you eat it? Right away, you say, come on, that's silly. What kind of advice is that? I know it's poison. The human mind has clarity to understand the nonsense of the Yetzirah. Always. The Yetzirah Tov, our mind is always capable of knowing the difference between good advice or bad advice. Always. Unless, unless you are emotionally connected. If you're emotionally connected, then you have no idea who you're listening to. You think you're listening to the good side, you actually listen to the bad side. You think you're doing something good, you're doing something terrible. And you have backup for it. That's exactly what we're saying. The only way to know if you're listening to the good is you have to be thinking pre-emotion. Pre-emotion gets you to listen to the right voice without a doubt. Post-emotion, you're in deep trouble. You have no idea who you're listening to. So you're right, Ali. Oh, that's a great question. But what do you do that now you're emotionally connected? You know, we have right now an emotional connection in a positive or negative to many people, to many ideas, to many lifestyles. One guy will tell you, oh, this lifestyle, awesome. For example, what he, he went on a trip now to Europe. Now, in my mind, what he did was not a good thing. I'll explain to you a different time why. For a different time, not for today. I didn't say he did a evil thing. I don't view that as a good thing. Now he thinks, what's, what, what, what's wrong with it? And 
it's not a discussion that we can even have. Why? Because he loves going. When you love to go somewhere, so then logic isn't going to help you. Because anything I will explain to you goes right over your head. That's why it's very hard to talk to people who are emotionally connected to things. You try to explain to them, but you're explaining to them logic and they're thinking emotion. We're not talking to each other. So therefore, it's a very big question that you guys are asking. Since we have so many connections, right, to many, many things. Again, we have positive connections and negative connections. And both of them could be wrong. But they're there already from our upbringing, from our uncle, from our aunt, from our cousin, from our neighbor, from our old city that we used to live in, from the old lifestyle that we used to be involved in. I mean, emotions are from all over the place. So you're dealing with already a guy who's a complete, he's complete in all of his emotions. He already loves what he loves. He hates what he hates. He's connected, not connected. So how does a guy like that ever put his brain ahead? Seems to be that the guy's completely stuck. Follow? That's what he's asking. And the answer is you're 100% right. And that is exactly why, that is exactly why Hazal tell us, That is why you have to have one rabbi on top of you. A rabbi that you trust, a, a rabbi that you think has your best interest in mind, because you cannot rely on your own opinion, because your opinion could be tainted. And by the way, even a rabbi has to have his rabbi, because the rabbi himself could be tainted for himself. I mean, I could look at you and your decisions, I'm not emotionally connected to your decisions. You are, I'm not. But I'm emotionally connected to my decisions. So I better have a rabbi too for my decisions. Aselecharab is not talking to people who are not rabbis. It's talking to every single Jew. If you want to make sure that your decisions are being made from the sechel and not from the emotion, you need to have someone above you that you are going to ask. Because without that, you're right. You'll never really know which voice you are listening to. Because you're already caught with the emotion. It's very hard to actually know. That's why having someone above you, but that someone above you, be careful. The rabbi above you, you can't accept him as your rabbi to listen to him when you understand what he's saying or when you agree what he's saying. You know, one of the great qualities that a person can have in life is to be aware of their weakness. It's okay to have weaknesses, but it's not okay to think you have no weaknesses. At least you're aware of your weakness. That's why you choose to have someone above you that you can ask questions to. What do you think about this in my situation? What do you think about that? 
if you don't have that, you never know where your advice is coming from. But again, warning, you also have a rabbi. You have a rabbi. But you only listen to your rabbi when you like what he's saying. Most people, they will listen when they agree. They know they'll say but Yeah, but that's a, pro that's a problem. Because the whole, like, the whole reason why you need a rabbi is not because you're not smart enough. It's not why you need a rabbi. Really, in reality, you're smart enough to make your own decisions. But the problem is you have so much emotion, so much connections, you can't think straight. You can't use your mind. So you need to have someone disconnected from you who could understand you and give you the right thing to do. Therefore, if you're going to only agree with him, so then the whole point is a waste. It has to be that you accept the opinion of that person even though you don't see it that way. That's the whole point. If you had to see it that way, then you don't need him. You understand? That's a big item in life. If every person had such a person in their life, they would, we would have no problems. People would not be in trouble. People would be much happier. You make good decisions. Problem is, our entire life we're thinking, like you said, yes, we are thinking, but the thinking is negative. It's thinking, it's thoughts that are coming to serve the emotion. So anyway, I guess we have to continue tomorrow. Bottom line, today we learned, today we learned that the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah Tov are in the following battle. Listen good, so you know, the Yetzirah Tov doesn't want you to think. It just wants you to follow your emotion. The Yetzirah, his job is to connect you emotionally before you start thinking. He gets you excited about things before your mind starts thinking. Good, not good, right, not right. Doesn't matter. That's his job. He does it through your eyes. You could see something attractive and you're, you're all in, you're all connected. He can do it through your ears. He can do it through other vehicles that he has. That's his job. His job is to connect you immediately before you get to think. Yes, and I told want you to think before you get connected. That is the battle. That is why who is the wise person? That before they make a decision, they are able to see the outcome. The Yetzirah doesn't let you see the outcome. He doesn't want you to think about that. He just wants you to be involved immediately in the things that connect you. Tomorrow we'll see a little more on the subject. Have a good day.